Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the blessed month of Bauna. And we hear this story of this miracle that our Lord Jesus Christ performed and how he first forgave the man's sins and then he healed him from his infirmity. What I'd like to talk about this morning is about believing in the forgiveness of sins uh, that we receive. If we look at the Gospel uh, of St. Luke that we just read today, we look at the sequence of events. What happened was they brought in the man who was paralyzed, the man who was needed healing. And the first thing that our Lord Jesus Christ said to him was that, man, your sins are forgiven you. That's obviously not why they were there, but that was the first thing that came out of our Lord Jesus Christ's mouth is that, man, your sins are forgiven you. And then they didn't believe him. They were like, who is this who can forgive the sins? And then if we look at uh, chapter 5, verse 30, Verse 22 of the Gospel of St. Luke, it says, When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? And so if our Lord Jesus Christ is able to reason, to, to know what's going on in their hearts, he knows the intention of why they're there, right? They're not there for, for the forgiveness of sins. They're there to heal the man of his, um, of his infirmity, of his, of his uh, paralysis. And then he says, Which is easier to say to you, Your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, rise up and walk. And then our Lord Jesus Christ says something. He says, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to them, man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. They couldn't see the forgiveness of the sins. And when I was preparing this, I was thinking about this concept and what sometimes people you know, face when they go, for, go to confession. One of the hardest things that people face when they come to confession is that they don't forgive themselves. The forgiveness of sins is there from God, but they don't forgive themselves. Why? Because we don't have something tangible in front of us to see our forgiveness. So our Lord Jesus Christ says, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and walk. So he, he gave them a physical, visible sign so that they would believe in the forgiveness of sins. Why? Because our Lord Jesus Christ says to them, well, man, your sins are forgiven. It sounds like something easy to say. But then he says, he backs up his words in the forgiveness of sins. And he tells them that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth. And he says on earth for a specific reason. And we'll speak about that in a, in a few minutes. On earth to forgive sins. He gives them a tangible physical sign. So what I want to talk about is seeing this forgiveness of sins. Do I believe in the forgiveness of sins that comes to me so that I can actually forgive myself. 
St. Cyril of Alexandria says, A place still remains open for disbelief when it is said, Your sins are forgiven you. St. Cyril makes the point, For people cannot see the forgiven sins with the eyes of the body. By contrast, the putting off of the disease and the paralytics rising up and walking carries with it a clear demonstration of a godlike power. Jesus, ri- Jesus adds, rise, take up your bed and go home. And he returned to his house, delivered from the infirmity from which he had so long suffered. This very, act, this very fact proves that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. So because of our dependency on the visible, he performed a miracle to make us believe in the invisible, the forgiveness of sins. Do I believe in the forgiveness of sins when I receive them? And, and the cool thing about this story is if you look at, again, at the sequence of events, our Lord Jesus Christ, seeing the faith of all of those who came to him, automatically offered him the forgiveness of sins. The man didn't have to utter a word. So what does that tell you about the person of our Lord Jesus Christ? About God? About the church? Is that there is this desire to forgive sins with us doing very little. He offers the forgiveness of sins without the person having to do anything. He wants to forgive us. It is us who at times we hold ourselves back from the forgiveness of sins. And when I was thinking about this, I was like, well, why is it that people sometimes have a hard time forgiving themselves? One of the reasons could be is if I don't go through the process of repentance and confession, I'm going to have a harder time to forgive myself. Well, what is that process of repentance? How do I forgive myself? These four points, I, I remember these four points so vividly when I was like 16 years old, we're at the ECCYC convention with Emba Musa, and they stuck with me. He gave us four points about the process for repentance and confession. And, if, and how, if, how if we go through that, not only will we get the forgiveness of sins, but we will then also forgive ourselves. Number one is responsibility. I have to take responsibility for my mistakes. I have to own up my mistakes. And when I do something, that's not right, either before the eyes of God or before the eyes of men. That I say that I take on that responsibility and I recognize that, hey, what I did was wrong. And then after I do that, I feel bad about it. I feel remorse. I saying, well, you know what? I recognize what I did was wrong and I feel guilty for it. And then at times, I might have to go through this restoration process. What do I mean by restoration? I mean that, and a great example of this is Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, he stole from people. And when he wanted to offer repentance back to God, what did he do? He went and he restored fourfold everything that he had taken falsely. So if we have wronged somebody, then what should I do? I need to make it right. I need to, if I've taken something from somebody, I need to make it right. If I've hurt somebody, I need to reconcile. If I've done something, if I've stolen, 
I need to give it back. I have to restore. Sometimes we don't go through this process of restoration. And Yusuf always says this, and he describes sin as a debt. And it truly is a debt. And our debt was forgiven through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. We don't, sometimes we have a hard time forgiving ourselves because we don't feel that we repay the debt. If I go through this restoration process, then in a way, I'm paying the debt back to the person or to the thing or to whatever it is that I falsely did something to. If I curse somebody, do I go and I apologize? If I've taken something from somebody, do I go and I restore it and give it back? This restoration process, and I'm, and I'm focusing a little bit more on this because we don't, I don't see a lot of people, including myself, who typically do this, this, this concept of restoration. We had this pride in us. Why? Because we don't want our sin to be exposed. We don't want to go back and restore. We don't want to go back and give. We don't want to say the words, I'm sorry. We don't want to, you know, that's the hardest thing for, for people to say to one another is, I'm sorry. We don't want to restore. But those words, they mean a great deal to people. And, it, and, and it's more for yourself than it is for anybody because you can restore not only the person, but you can restore yourself. And this all should be done, these three things, before confession. I then come to the church and I confess. But after I've taken responsibility, after I've felt remorse, after I've restored, and then I come and I offer confession. This is the sacrament of forgiveness of sins. This is the sacrament of repentance and forgiveness and confession. And it'll help us. Again, what are we talking about here? It'll help us believe and see the forgiveness of sins. And sometimes people then question the church. How can man forgive sins? And if I go back to the verse over here, what did our Lord Jesus Christ say? But that you may know that the Son of Man, and He referred to Himself here specifically as what? The Son of Man. Has power where? On earth to forgive sins. So now, with that understanding, let's read what St. Cyril of Alexandria says. But to whom does He refer when He says this power on earth to forgive sins? Himself only? or us too. Both the one and the other are true. So St. Cyril is saying, both our Lord Jesus Christ has power on earth to forgive sins, and what? The church has power on earth to forgive sins. For he forgives sins as the incarnate God, the Lord of the law. So that's what he says, that our Lord Jesus Christ forgives sins as the incarnate God. And then he says, we too, the church, have received from him this splendid and most admirable grace. He has crowned human nature with this great honor also having even said to the holy apostles, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So what is St. Cyril saying? He's saying is that our Lord Jesus Christ gave this power that he has on earth to the church to bind and to loosen the sins. 
If we, if we forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So, the forgiveness of sins that we receive in the sacrament of confession and repentance is true. Although we may not see it, it is true. St. Cyril continues, says, And what is the occasion on which we find him speaking this to them? It was after he had trampled on the power of death and risen from the grave, when he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. This is the point here. Because what the argument against the forgiveness of sins in the church is what? Well, when I come to speak to Abuna, he's just a man, like anybody else. He's just a man. And it's true, we are men, right? But it's more than that. And this, what I've highlighted here in orange, is the answer to the question. He says, after he had made them what? Partakers of his nature and bestowed upon them the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, he also made them sharers of his glory by giving them power both to remit and to bind sins. So what? Yes, we were men. But man, humanity, has been elevated through the death and the resurrection and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the church. We are not just men anymore. The former man has died. The former man has died. When has that former man died? Somebody say. When? In the baptism. The former man has died. Now, we are living as the new man. The resurrected man, the man who through our Lord Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead. And like St. Cyril of Alexandria sings, after he had made them what? Partakers of his nature and bestowed upon them the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. He also made them sharers of this, of his glory by giving them power both to remit and to bind sins. So what? The church, our Lord Jesus Christ, has power on earth to forgive sins. And this power on earth, He has also given to the church to bind and to loosen the sins. So, this sacrament of the forgiveness of sins is true. And He wants the church to participate in this act. So, do I believe in this act? This story that we just read, this miracle, the first thing our Lord Jesus Christ said to them was, Man, your sins are forgiven. And they all thought that he was crazy. When I come to sit with my father of confession and I confess my sins and he prays the absolution on me and he breathes the Holy Spirit on me, do I believe, do I truly believe that the sins that I committed are washed away. And if we do believe that, then forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for the things that you have done. Because we hold ourselves back from progressing in our relationship with God. Because we, we don't want to forgive ourselves. Because we don't see the forgiveness of sins. And our Lord Jesus Christ in this miracle today says, well, if you don't believe the words that I'm saying, I will give you something visible and physical so that you believe in that, that the forgiveness of sins is true. 
We have this great gift in the church of, of the sacrament of confession and repentance where the church, through the power and the gift of the Holy Spirit, wants to forgive sins. We want to do this. The church wants to. How many of us come to this sacrament and partake of it and go through this process of repentance and confession? Because it is a true thing. It, and it, whether or not you believe it, it truly happens. But when you believe it, you're then able to forgive yourselves. So let's summarize what we said. When this man was brought to Christ, Christ healed him from his sins. But because that, that is unseen, the people couldn't believe. And like I said, this miracle was performed in order for people to believe in the true healing of sins. This is what Christ truly wants, is the healing of the invisible, the healing of the forgiveness of sins. Ask yourselves, do I believe in the forgiveness of sins when I partake of the sacrament? Because it is not through man, it is through the work of the Holy Spirit that all of the sacraments are then performed. And this is why we are reading this at during this time, is because we're talking about now what? The fellowship and the gift of the Holy Spirit in the church. So the church is working and alive and moves through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it is through the gift of the Holy Spirit that the forgiveness of sins comes. It is through the gift of the Holy Spirit that the bread and the wine turns into what? To the body and the blood. It is not through just man, right? And St. Cyril answers the, per the question perfectly. If anybody comes and tells you, why do I confess to another man? Well, that man has been elevated. Man is not what it was once before. Man is now a partaker and a partner with God. And this gift that God has to forgive sins, He's also given it to what? The church. A way for us to feel the true forgiveness of sins is going through this process. If I take responsibility for my sin, if I feel bad for my sin, if I restore, if I've if I've, I restore, and I spoke about that at length, what it means to restore when I've uh, committed a sin. And then finally, I come to confess. The church was given this great honor through the work of the Holy Spirit in the priesthood as partakers in the act to forgive sins on earth. I encourage you all to partake of this act. It is such a freeing experience to come and to go through this, con this repentance and confession. I pray that God stirs the Holy Spirit in us so that we all believe in this act and we partake of it regularly. And glory be to our God forever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.